Good afternoon, everybody. It is another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America. I'm very happy that you've chosen to spend a little time of it here with us today on the Patrick Lally Show. We'll spend the next couple hours engaged in what we like to refer to as energetic and entertaining conversation on news, politics, entertainment, sports, and recreation, and lots of other stuff. Science, space, that sort of thing. You know, the big topics of the day. The final frontier. The final frontier. That, of course, is the the uh, uh, smooth tones, the dulcet tones of Mr. Uber producer Dan Peters. He is here to keep you updated on the latest news and weather. We're really happy that you're here with us today on your radio at Information 1000, streamed live at KSO.com or on the KSO mobile app, the new app where you can get this show live. You can also get latest news updates, notifications when there's stuff going on like bad weather and all the rest. And remember, you can always follow along. We're live on Facebook right now, right now, live Facebook with pictures and stuff. And you can comment there and have a chat or on our Twitter account at P Lally show. Dan, I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, it's cold out. Did you notice that? I have heard the rumors, but I believe that that is trending towards real news. <laughs> it is. That is real news, man. It was, I rode today, rode my bike. It was cold. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, I've, I took, you know, I had a couple of weenie days there where I just didn't ride because it was, eh, it's too cold. I can't go outside because it's, and I just, I had to look myself straight in the mirror today and say, self, this has got to happen. This, there's no reason. It's sunny out. There's not that much wind. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Let's do this. And uh, so I did. It was, it wasn't, I mean, it was cold. For, the first mile was uh, we'll call it chilly. And then, you know, it gets a little better, but beautiful day out there. Sun's shining. You know, uh, it doesn't look good though for, I heard your weather forecast there. Yes, sir. Friday. Yeah. It really looks like south of interstate 90 or interstate 90 is kind of the line that they're looking at right now. And south of there is where you're going to have the bigger potential for snow. You ever notice that interstate 90 is always the cutoff line? Is there some sort of traditional fault line that Interstate 90 is based on? You know, like Interstate 80 was uh, whatever, the Mormon Trail or whatever it was called. That, that, was a, that was a path, and now it's a big rail line for the U. That was a historic, was I-90 one of those? I, I can't say for sure, but I have heard this, that Highway 20, which goes through Sioux City, mm-hmm. and then east to Fort Dodge, mm-hmm. and then you go west to Shadron. Mm-hmm. They say south of Highway 20 is where you will likely have more open winter, with really? with less snow on the ground. That's that's where the the kind of that's the dividing line where if you get snow, it'll most likely melt during the course of the winter. That's I where you get that. your thaw. Yeah, because that's the way it is in Omaha. You know, golf courses in Omaha psh, stay open. It closed like for a couple of weeks after Christmas, and then it open all year round. They're living the dream down there in Omaha. How come we don't live in, no, we live in the best little city in America. This place is Yeah, awesome. I was going to say, just bite your tongue yeah, there, I know. Fella. Is it possible that, like, the where the roads go are based on, like, historic migration patterns that, in fact, are dictated by weather? You know, that is a very profound question that I do not have a good answer for. We need to get somebody on the show who knows more about these things than you and I. I, I wonder, because you, I hear you say this all the time. Uh, during the weathercast, looks like uh, more accumulation south of I ninety or severe. east of I twenty nine. Yeah, that happens too. It's kind of weird that way, or maybe those are just arbitrary lines we use. I would think it would be more of the arbitrary lines that we use. Yeah. Although I do know that that Buffalo Ridge yeah. area that definitely has an effect on weather because it can be different from one side to the other on mm-hmm. that ridge. How about the Coteau de Prairie? You know what I'm talking about? That big, another big ridge, a big kind of plateau up there by Watertown and Summit. The Coteau, Summit. Oh, yeah. Coteau de Prairie. 
Yeah, that's that's one of those Bermuda triangles of weather yeah. up in that area. There, yeah. there, it can be one. It can be many different conditions along that eighty mile stretch. Can we just talk more about the Coto de Prairie? You want to bring out your Frenchy accent? That's what you're doing. <laughs> I don't have a Frenchy accent. That's the only thing I know. That and raison d'être, the reason reason to be or reason to live or whatever it is. Hmm. I can't. I'm not. I'm not good with the French. I'm more in the German with the Zeitgeist. Yeah, you're the spirit of the day. You're you're uh, kind of multilingual. I mean, you know, you you use a lot of different uh, phrases, and you have a lot of that in your head and what they mean. That's impressive, Dan. I like to use those things because I don't want to be repetitive. That's true. That's true. The pulling from the vast language skills of Mr. Dan Peters today. Either that, or I could say Tokeshke Yonhe. See. And which, that's, uh, of course, Lakota. Yes. For, that is a greeting. Ah. So if you're greeting somebody, it's Tokeshke Yonhe. That's pretty good, Dan. Thank you. See, that's why you tune into this show for a little language lesson at the front. Starts with weather, goes into some cultural stuff, ends up talking about, uh, you know, little bits of knowledge that we have that serve us in only one place. This 10 minutes between the weather <laughs> and your P&L statement. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Anyway, we've got a great show for you today. Our guests include local blogger and city hall watcher. That's what I call him, Scott Erisman, a frequent friend of the show here on the program. He'll be in the second hour, and uh, we'll be talking about all kinds of good stuff concerning city hall in your city. The Boon Man's here for a rare midweek appearance. Uh, I think he's got some thoughts on the changing world of uh, music delivery, something like that. Bob Euchre. My friend Bob Euchre will be here to tell us about the upcoming Rock the Shrine event that's coming up later this month. Uh, It's a very interesting little event they have down at the Shrine, which is a great room. Great room down there on Phillips Avenue, uh, the former Arcota Ballroom for you people who go way back. And we'll continue our blogger showcase that we started this week. Even though Erisman is technically a blogger, he's coming from, this is a different deal. This is our sort of statewide blogger showcase, talk about politics, with Pat Powers, of the Dakota War College, and uh, he'll be in right after the 4 o'clock news. And I'll have a P&L statement just after the next break. Today's topic, the religious war in peer continues. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 318 on the Patrick Lally Show. Everybody wants to love, and they want to love, and everybody wants to be closer to free. Oh yeah, a little closer to free here on Information 1000 KSOO. Everybody needs a chance once in a while. Everybody wants to be. Oh, man, I just love that song. Every time. I think, you know, maybe I shouldn't play the Bodines today. And then I hear it, and I'm like, yes, yes, I should play the Bodines today, Closer to Free. And I, I thank them for that, if they're out there listening. They they probably aren't, because they live in Wisconsin, and I think they're on tour. Any huge, today's uh, P&L statement, I, I want to quickly mention the uh, SpaceX thing, the rocket launch yesterday. How cool is that? That was that was one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. Uh, first of all, the fact that they put a a Tesla on the front of that bad boy uh, because because of uh, it's it's you know SpaceX is owned by the same dude you know, uh, and that was neat. Okay, that was pretty cool. And then uh, they played the David Bowie song, or the the guy in the in the the little star man in the in this car, the space suited mannequin. Uh, driving the car, they they named him Starman after the David Bowie song. So that was pretty cool. And but probably the coolest thing about all that. So this this the rocket had three boosters, right? These three booster rockets that shot it up into the into space. I mean, putting something into space is pretty cool anyway. But these three rockets, two of them were able to come back down and land back at the pad there. That was cool. And 
watching that because it was simultaneous. It was neat. And then there was another one that they were trying to land. The third one, they were trying to land it on a platform like out in the ocean somewhere. That one didn't go so well. But still, just awesome. Just cool. I loved it. Uh, so congrats to Elon Musk. And, uh, you know, there's a Tesla in space. That's pretty neat. But I got to go. I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to talk about something that made me excited there at the beginning because I had to talk about this vote yesterday in the South Dakota Senate. So, as you know, I've been pretty hard on Mr. Neil Tapio of Watertown, State Senator Neil Tapio, and for his Islamophobia fanning the flames of hate. He had this concurrent resolution 13 in the Senate, which said, quote, enemy terrorists organizations are fighting in the name of Islam. Uh, he wanted he it failed 16 to 19. OK, uh, it's just a resolution didn't change any law, but they had to, you know, it's just a statement. And uh, it's just bizarre. OK, it's bizarre. I don't know why we're doing this, but so it fails 16 to 19. Which, you know, on the face of it, you're thinking, oh, good. You know, eh, victory for us, for like the, the, the perpetuation of our nation and freedom. And, but here's the thing. 16 senators voted to approve it. Think about it. This very odd misguided and nonsensical resolution almost passed the South Dakota Senate. Just two more votes and our state would have made a loud statement because that's all it is, a statement, that we are xenophobic religious bigots. We're not that. We're not that. We're not this. I just want you to listen. This is So this is this resolution. The last line and, you know, sort of the purpose, the resolution part of it. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Senate of the 93rd Legislature of the State of South Dakota, the House of Representatives concurring therein, that South Dakota petitions the Department of Homeland Security and the Federal Department of Justice to identify the root cause of the global war on terrorism in order to keep our cities and citizens safe. What does that actually mean? What's it supposed to mean? Neil Tapio and 15 other state senators are asking the federal government for exactly what? So, where's I got, I got a quote here from Tapio. He says, uh, Senate Concurrent Resolution 13 is a necessary resolution to give hope and purpose to those people who work in our armed forces in our country. That's what he says it's for. And he has a press release today after the defeat where he just rambles on and on. And a lot of it is just odd. But it's clearly, he goes on and he, he, he rails against the Republican Party, he rails against the legislature. His quote is, if we can't acknowledge the root cause of the war on terror and understand these people, we are fighting subscribe to a hateful and deadly ideology of the full implementation of Islam law, then we will fail to recognize those Islamic terrorist organizations intend to infiltrate the entire world with their hateful and deadly ideology. I'm disappointed and saddened to see an utter lack of recognition or resolve on the part of some South Dakota's Republican elected leadership. And then he says, and this is kind of bothersome, it's troublesome here. I tried to work within this system. Now it's time to go around the system. We simply don't have the luxury to play nice and do and say the comfortable things during these extraordinary times. Hmm. Anyway. What is this supposed to mean? That's his explanation. But make no mistake. What they want, what Neil Tapio and the people who supported him want, 
is for the United States to declare a religious war on Islam. That's what they want. They want to demonize every Muslim in the world. That's about 2 billion people on the planet, by the way, just because their monotheism doesn't reflect your monotheism. Because their origin myth doesn't align perfectly with your origin myth. Because your perception of God doesn't match their perception of God. It's us versus them. It's a simplistic version of the world. It relegates all the elements of being a human being. The fear, the hunger, the passion, the sympathy, the joy, and the love of our congruent experience into a caricature, into a boogeyman for all of their insecurities. Anybody who sees this as anything more than Neil Tapio trying to trumpify a Republican primary for the one seat that we have in the U.S. House of Representatives, which he is a candidate for, is myopic in the very least. This is a dangerous path. It's jingoism in its worst form. Real patriots would condemn this action as a hateful hijacking of the legislature. Real patriots understand that demonizing an entire religion does nothing to further the individual freedom that we enjoy. Real patriots would condemn this hateful action for what it is. End this charade. Go back to the budget and education and agriculture and quit wasting our time in our house. That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. You can disagree with me. Hope you do. You can agree with me. Hope you do. Uh, either of those things happen. Patrick at KSOO is my email. You can shoot me a comment there. You can get on Facebook Live and chat with us there. Or you can go to Twitter, the old Twitter machine, at P. Lally Show. Mr. Dan Peters is at the ready to forward your comments, to chat about them. We'd love to talk to you. Coming up after the news with... Mr. Dan Peters, the aforementioned Dan Peters. We'll talk to the Boon Man on Weird Friends. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 335 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. There we go. And it's time for a little raucous conversation with my weird friend, the Boone Man. Boone Man, uh, have you fully recovered from the, the Super Bowl? I have. Uh, it was an exciting game mm-hmm. and, uh, and profitable for some who may have uh, <laughs> wagered on the game who shall remain on na- uh, nameless. Yes, so. because that's uh, legal. Congratulations to them. Yeah, they did pretty well this weekend. Actually, they did pretty well this season, didn't they? All in all, yes, uh, yeah. seems to be positive. Yeah, you yeah. can you can fight through it. Hey, just a second though, I gotta I, we gotta we gotta ask Dan Peters here a question if I can get him to. Okay. What did you? I don't know if you heard the newscast there, uh, Mister Boonman. I did. As we were, I always listen. The what the the, the seat? What the the person was had a seat at Philadelphia for a, a Philadelphia? Philadelphia Eagles fan had a seat that was kifed. From the U.S. Bank Stadium, was trying to get it through the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. Take it back with him to Philadelphia. <laughs> well, he pr- he probably wanted to bring it back for next season so he could throw it at Santa <laughs> uh, at at the game in Philadelphia. Yes, or burn it in the middle of the field. You and, know? Then, and then I saw the tweet from Duracell. It says Duracell has had a history with Philadelphia fans. <laughs> Yeah. Like, well, what? <laughs> ever since they went back to D, you know, D battery night at the at the game, I mean yeah. that was just a bad idea. Yeah. It sounded like a good idea, but yeah, not, not D cell battery night just did not. No, it did not end well. Uh, Twelve volt might be a better idea. Um, <laughs> yeah. So somebody steals a seat out of the stadium, somehow gets it out of there. I suppose it was mayhem. Oh, after pandemonium! They just tore. I would imagine they tore off the back. The, you know, the back part of it. Yeah. They didn't unbolt the seat. I think it was probably, you know, the business end of the seat was there. 
either the uh, either the seat or the seat back they tore out. Yeah, still you're carrying it through the airport. I mean, yeah. I was going to say a smart fan, but that would preclude anybody from Philadelphia. Yeah, would have just like if you really wanted it, you just ship it to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, try and take it through security. I mean, that would be the, that would be the answer. Ship your seat. <laughs> Next time, ship your stolen seat from the Super Bowl. Yeah, not only did they lose their uh, their memento, they probably got a, uh, a misdemeanor on their record. Probably. Yeah. Hey, uh, the least of their worries though, because they're a Philadelphia fan. <laughs> what another misdemeanor? Yeah, big deal. <laughs> you know, they got no problem going back to prison. Back to Philadelphia. That's the that's their punishment. They live in Philadelphia. Hey, uh, that wasn't what we were going to talk about. No, it isn't. But you know, when you, you know the intro music, I kind of, I kind of do miss Cheap Trick because it just you know music of my era, and that, uh, yeah. that called my attention to um, news out today that Best Buy is going to stop selling CDs. Uh, really, July first, no more CDs. CD sales down. Um, uh, you know, they're going to continue to sell vinyl uh, in their stores. Wait a minute. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Best Buy sells vinyl. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, but CDs, it, it is the latest format to, uh, to, to fall victim. But, uh, but, you know, it's like a brain-hungry uh, brain zombie. Vinyl <laughs> still out there. It's still, <laughs> still hanging on, refuses to die. But you look at the long list of uh, formats that have just all but disappeared. Uh, you got your uh, reel-to-reel. Did yep. you ever know anyone with, that had a reel-to-reel? Uh, I, uh, yes. Uh, uh, our friend Dave. Yeah, they're goofy people generally, right? Well, you know Dave. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> He's <laughs> listening, so now we're in trouble. Yeah. He's always listening from his home in Florida. He's going to uh, be sending us both messages, but go ahead. The 8-track, the 8-track yeah. tape, to, that's gone. Cassette tapes, gone. And and now CDs. Uh, and I remember, I don't sound like an old man, I remember when CDs came out. Now, yeah. when, when the, the first CD was demonstrated on uh, BBC television, the Bee Gees uh, album in 1981. Really? I didn't know that. And then the first um, commercial disc was, uh, came out in uh, uh, August of 82. It was the ABBA uh, album, or I guess we call it title. Is it an album? No, title? I don't know. Record. Visitors. Uh, and then uh, the first CD played on the radio. BBC Radio Scotland, October 1982, Dire Straits, Love Over Gold. You're kidding me. True story. And if you were working in radio at that time, yeah. you wanted to make sure you didn't accidentally put on the first track, no. Telegraph Road. 15 minutes long. Minutes, 24 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, that's a long one. Hey, you, you know, uh, I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm going to tell you a secret about Telegraph Road right now. First of all, I know you used to play that at, oh, back at the old KAUR station at yeah. Augustana when yeah. you needed to go to the bathroom. I knew yeah. that. But uh, when we were in high school, that record came out, and I, I was, we were big fans at the time. Yep. I went to school one day and got to English class and realized that we had an assignment that we were supposed to write a poem. And I had forgotten. <laughs> so... So you started one a long time ago, came a man on track. Yep, walking 30 miles with a sack on his back. <laughs> he put down the load where he thought it was the best, made a home in the, the wilderness. wilderness. Yeah. Yep, yep. That was your poem? Uh, yeah, as much as I could remember and as much of it I could scratch. You plagiarizer. I did. Oh, oh. But that was well, that was pre-internet days. Yep. It was and, just, and, and who had that album at that time? About four like, of us. Yeah. Yeah, she, I, I think it was a she, I think it was uh, Mrs. Erickson. Anyway, yeah. uh, I I recall getting a fairly good grade on that poem. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was well written, <laughs> yeah. and you probably changed enough of it. To, yeah, that's true. I I paraphrased that program where you could you could search the internet to see if it had been plagiarized. I know that just wrecks it. That's like caller ID wrecked a prank phone call. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know? <laughs> it takes all the fun out. Exactly. Yeah, and another thing, you know, with vinyl going away, but still around there, backmasking, backmasking. Oh yeah. Um, was that real? Seriously? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, hard to tell. There was some you know, semi-famous or infamous ones out there. You know, Judas Priest, they had a you know, the big lawsuit about the kids who allegedly listened to the album and then attempted suicide. And, um, the, you know, the Beatles' White Album, you know, the whole Paul is dead. 
that whole thing from the 60s. And right. probably the most famous one is uh, Stairway to Heaven. Now, I recall um, uh, a, a dark and windy fall evening uh, somewhere in the fourth and Menlo area of Sioux Falls. <laughs> to uh, that, tried to do that and, and listen to that backwards. Uh, that could have happened. It was <laughs> that could have happened. Scary, scary event, but you know, it, it, even even now, because vinyl's still out there. Um, you know, the Canadian superstar rock band Nickelback. Uh, it's a well-known fact that if you play any Nickelback song backwards, you will hear messages from the devil. Uh, but but even worse, if you if you play it forwards, you'll hear Nickelback. <laughs> And that, of course, is a universal joke. You can insert any band or yep. name in there. Works every time. Still so. works. Still works, and and uh, qualifies as your joke of the day. Yes, it does. That's that's how I roll. Now, that, way to do that. Way to fold that right in. That's that's high quality radio entertainment, right that's there. That's right. That's what we do here in the business, and of course, by the business, I mean the industry. <laughs> every day, uh, Boone man. Thanks a lot, man. And we'll talk to you next week. Right on, brother. Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, we've got. Mr. Bob Euchre, he's going to be here telling us about Rock the Shrine. Big deal coming up real soon. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Three forty-seven on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. You got to listen to a little rich show, Lamb on the Prairie. I just, you know, I like to play a little music for you to get you in the mood for... Mr. Bob Euchre, and Bob's here because coming up is Rock the Shrine, which is a big dang deal downtown. Bob, how are you? I'm good, Patrick. Very good. Thanks for having me in today. And we also have, if this, if all goes well here, I think we have uh, Chad Higgins on the line. Chad, are you there? Absol- absolutely, sir. How are you feeling today? I'm, I'm feeling great. So, Chad, is the uh, you're the lead guy in a, a band called Pop Rocks, and you're going to be playing Rock the Shrine here coming up in February. Uh, what did you, tell us briefly about your band, Pop Rocks. What's the act like? Okay, so the easiest way to put it is it's like music, musical theater for attention deficit syndrome people. I mean, <laughs> we're talking about 40-plus costumes in a concert, you're talking about every genre of hit music of the past 30 years with spot-on imitation performances by the various lead singers. Since there's three to four lead singers at every show, there's always one changing in the background, getting ready to come out to do the next song. So it does, the show doesn't stop. It's something for everybody. And i got to tell you, it's a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, this, Bob Euchre's here and uh, in studio. Bob, uh, Rock the Shrine is uh, a big event. What is it? Well, Rock the Shrine is an event that the Chanters Unit, which is the male choir down at the Riot Shrine, puts together to help fund uh, their unit. So a couple years ago, we were looking at how do we freshen things up? How do we get a fresh new audience in? And we came across Pop Rocks and... Uh, I took a look at him and called Chad and talked to a few people. And I'm like, all right, this is absolutely it. This is something that uh, no matter what genre you like, there's going to be something on stage uh, that is going to get you out there bouncing up and down, uh, swigging a beer, having a great time, and uh, treating. maybe you've decided to treat your employees or something like that to a table. And and they're all going to have fun. So. That's Rock the Shrine. Now, we also do a really fun karaoke contest uh, between the hours of 7 and 9. And that was our way of being able to incorporate the audience Mm -hmm. into something that is going to appear on stage when they're done. So from 7 to 9, they battle it out. We've got six judges that are going to come down and judge everybody. And then when the band takes their break, about 1030, three finalists are going to come out. And battle it off for first place, in which uh, they're going to get a Fender guitar if they win. So it's going to be a constant barrage of entertainment down there at the Shrine on February 24th. The Shrine, of course, is the El Ride Shrine. Correct. Uh, if you're if you're uh, uh, an elder, if you're one of our, our senior members here, you will remember it as the Arcota. But it's the El Ride Shrine down on Phillips Avenue between 14th and 13th. Uh, Chad, so 
you've got all these lead singers and all that, but tell me like uh, some of the music, some of the bands that uh, we can expect to hear music from when we show up on February 24th. Well, you're like I said, and what Bob mentioned as well, you're going to get a large amount, a very wide demographic. I mean, you're going to have current country from Luke Bryan and Jason Aldean to 80s hair metal from Twisted Sister and Ozzy Osbourne. Then you're going to have current dance pop from Lady Gaga and Rihanna. And we're, we're even going to throw in some, you know, some Broadway stuff like, like Grease and, and uh, some major production sort of issues with, with confetti cannons and giant smoke machines. Um, so you're going to see some hits going back. We even have a Jackson 5 bit in there. So there's, <laughs> there's stuff going back that far to something that, you know, heck, there could be a song this show's 21 or uh, 20... 20 days, less than 20 days away, there might be a song that we don't even know about yet that's going to hit the radio next week that you might hear. That's pretty so, awesome. So you must travel with all that equipment. you got about like three, four semi-loads coming in, right? <laughs> Just taking up all of Phillips Avenue there as the loadies take care of all that for you? I'll tell you, it is. Uh, it surprises me. I looked at our gas bill last year, and it was $31,000 in diesel fuel to take that giant truck all over the Midwest. But we also put a lot of miles on our personal chassis because i don't know if bob had a chance to tell you or anybody but we we like to travel over to the middle east and do uso shows which we've been doing for the past three years we've been to about uh seven middle eastern countries supporting our men and women in the air force and uh the army holy cow yeah it's a you know when we talk about this being an international touring group we literally say that with all due respect to what they do for Mm -hmm. our troops across the seas where are you based chad we are Minneapolis-based, but we hit, on a regular basis, we've got about an, uh, a six-state sort of circle, anywhere you can get an eight to ten hours drive. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, as I mentioned, we do our USO trips, and we get hired out for unique corporate events all over. We played in Panama City, Panama last year. Uh, we've done multiple stints in uh, Las Vegas and New Orleans, and we've, we've, we've been very lucky to be able to take this show because I think the thing that separates it from other groups is that we all genuinely love doing it and we love having a good time. And mm-hmm. when that happens on stage, the performers are smiling, the people are smiling, and everybody's experience get together. And so it, it's not just something we put together or threw out there to make money. We're, we're doing this because we love putting on a great pop show. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, in the time we have quickly here, Bob... How do I, where, where can I get more information, get tickets and all that kind of good stuff to support the Shrine? Yeah, the best thing for do for anyone to do is go to rocktheshrine.com. That's rocktheshrine.com. That'll lead you to ticket information, seating information, several videos that are on there. Cool. Also let you know about our green screen photography that we have going on down there as well. That's a pretty cool thing. You might be able to get yourself a photo Swinging on the big uh, wrecking ball that Miley Cyrus yeah. made so famous. Nice, yeah, nice. He's a got really, a picture here. It's yeah, great radio. It's a uh, neat event. We'll get that. We'll get that link up on our Twitter feed at P Lally Show and try and get you some information. I know there's a bunch of uh, Pop Rocks info on there as well. Uh, Chad Higgins from uh, Pop Rocks. Thanks for taking a couple minutes for us, sir. Thank you, sir. We hope to see all the good people of Sioux Falls in just a couple weeks. Cheers. And Bob Euchre from Rock the Shrine. Uh, Bob, thanks for stopping by. I really appreciate it. I appreciate being on this side of town. (laughs) February 24th, we'll see you all down at the Shrine. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to talk with a couple bloggers. we got Pat Powers from Dakota War College and Scott Arisman. Stay tuned. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. This is a public service announcement with guitar. 358 on the Patrick Lally Show. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, Pat Powers from Dakota War College, and then Scott Arisman from South Dakota. We're going to talk all about state and local politics. Stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Four oh seven on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And today is the second in our installment 
of our latest feature, the Blogger Showcase. I, I, I apologize for the terrible name, Pat Powers, who is now on our line. Uh, but that's that's all I could come up with. But uh, Pat Powers is the the uh, founder and the what do you call yourself, Pat? How do you how do you characterize yourself? Uh, you know, it, it might be termed the. Uh, uh, person with the keys on the asylum because uh, sometimes the comment section gets a little out of hand. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, 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 you know, consider consider the editor slash chief writer at uh, DakotaWarCollege.com. And Dakota War College now has been, I saw this on your blog at DakotaWarCollege.com, 13 years? How could that be, Pat? Uh, you know, that it's, it's kind of... Uh, it's kind of surprising to me. My my hair was a much less gray when I started this, but uh, uh, it's just been it's just continued on uh, over the years. And uh, you know, I, I kind of hit those points where I go, "Oh, I'm bored with this," but 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 then something renews my uh, my fire, and uh, and we're we're hitting our stride at 13 years. That's impressive. Nobody, you know, most blogs last about a day and a half, right? <laughs> well, actually, actually, I uh, when I wrote the article about how long they usually last, I the figure that kept coming up as I researched it was uh, they usually last a hundred days hmm. until people find it's not catching fire and they walk away, but. Uh, you know, I, you, you have to, you have to have more of an interest in it than, than am I getting attention? If you're, if you're genuinely interested in, in writing something, it's, uh, you know, I've always been told you, if you want to be a better writer, go out and write. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. You got to do it. Hey, uh, uh, you th- as I mentioned, this is the second in our installment. We're going to do this hopefully on a weekly basis. On Monday, we had uh, uh, Corey Heidelberger from the Dakota Free Press, who I know you guys are great friends, who is a decided and admitted and proud lefty. Um, how do you describe yourself? You know, I'm, I've been a conservative Republican, uh, I, uh, and that's how I've termed myself uh, throughout. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, this is my 30th year of, of being involved in the South Dakota Republican Party, and uh, and I consider myself a conservative Republican, and and it's funny because I, I look back and and back thirty years ago, people with my viewpoint was were kind of the more more radical hard right, and and, and now I get bombs lobbed at me, calling me an establishment mm-hmm. Republican. And uh, it's just kind of very circular, where where the next where the next group who feels that they're kind of on the outs thinks that those who are who are maybe uh, represent more common thought are, uh, are are getting bombs thrown at them that they're not conservative enough. Right. I mean, there's a very uh, I think that's exactly the right uh, characterization. You used to be basically uh, pretty pretty conservative, standard Republican, and now there's. There's so many people out there who are further to the right of you. Is that disconcerting at all for you, having been involved in party politics for so long? You know, I, I again, I, I think it's cyclical. I, you know, how how do you how do you say, or how how would I call myself not conservative? You know, pro pro life, mm-hmm. uh, pro law enforcement. Uh, you know, I, I believe that uh, in less government, uh, but, you know, we have people on the right who think we need more government and we need to drug test legislators because more government by drug testing legislators is is how we be more conservative. But, you know, I don't see it that way. So one of the guys out there who's uh, uh, probably characterized as a little more conservative than you and is in the news right now is Neil Tapio, the senator from Watertown. And I I bring this up because I saw you posted his press release uh, mm-hmm. after the defeat of his uh, resolution, um, his nonsensical resolution uh, over involving uh, the roots of terror. Um, is as a, as a longtime Republican guy, is Tapio bad for the Republican Party? You know that that's I, I don't know that I'd say I'd say it's it's bad or good. You know, I've, uh, I, I've always told my kids, you know, you, you don't have to be in lockstep with what I believe. 
you know, you, you have to have your own beliefs, and the party is, the Republican Party is not one person. I mean, it's made up of the people who show up and participate. Uh, you know, is, is the conversation good to have about the direction of the party? You know, I, I don't know that I'd put it in, in some of the ways that, that he has. I mean, I've, I had a Republican comment to me today, uh, you know, with, with regards to the resolution that uh, they they didn't agree with it. They said, you know, I was over there fighting, and I didn't see him there. Uh, <laughs> and they were over fighting Islamic mm-hmm. terrorism. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's okay to have conversations, but, you know, ultimately, again, the party's, party's made up, and the party viewpoints are from the people who show up. So uh, I would got- imagine then that this primary in June is a pretty big deal because you've got for the House, because you've got Mr. Tapio, who is now announced, but I don't know if he's filed the paperwork and everything, but he's announced No, actually, actually uh, he does not have his paperwork into the FEC yet, and I've kind of been watching for it. I, I think I've been told you've got to spend $5,000 or uh, 15 days from when you announce, so, uh, so it should be showing up pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, if he's serious, um, but you've still got Chantel Krebs in there, and you've got yep. uh, Dusty Johnson, two really good candidates. Um, it, it does seem like these, the issues that Mr. Tapio has brought to the table in terms of his concerns about the spread of Islam have caused Chantel Krebs to try and walk a very thin line in this primary. Um, what, how do you interpret that? Well, I, I think both Chantel and Neil are, are trying very hard to, to tap the pro-Trump um, uh, you know they're they're trying to they're trying to to tap into that that pro Trump movement in mm-hmm. South Dakota in South Dakota Trump did very well mm-hmm. and, and so it's just natural that they try to tap that portion of the electorate I, I think uh, uh, you know Chantel uh, was at odds earlier with the Trump administration in terms of their election task force but uh, since announcing she's She's kind of switched directions and and uh, tried to be more Trumpy and and Neil being the former Trump chairman for South Dakota, uh, he's out there saying he's the more Trumpy candidate. So we have two two people trying to be as Trumpy as they can and and they're uh, probably going to split that vote. Uh, you know, Dusty's Dusty Johnson's tends to be more of his own person and is more defined policy-wise, because he's he's been, you know, Dusty was involved in teenage Republicans when I was working for yeah. the uh, state Republican Party way way back in the in the 80s and 90s. And so, uh, you know, he's been around this a lot longer than either of those two. And, and so he's a little less tied to a specific movement, such as uh, the Trump supporters. So yeah. Uh, it, it's it's going to be interesting. I I personally think that uh, that Chantel and Neil will probably split that vote depending mm-hmm. on their campaign resources, and and Dusty's just going to run his own race. Yeah. Uh, it's interestingly. It go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say it is going to be very exciting. Uh, uh, we're a little short on time, but because I wanted to talk to you about the gubernatorial primary, and if it works for you and it works for uh, our schedule, I sure hope that. We can uh, come back and talk about that next Wednesday. Does that, that work for you, Mr. Powers? That works great for me. Awesome. Pat Powers, he is the author, editor, founder of the Dakota War College blog. You can see his work there at dakotawarcollege.com. And, ho- and uh, we'll hope to talk to him each week. Uh, Mr. Powers, thank you very much. Thank you, Patrick. Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, we're going to chat with Scott Arisman, another blogger, local politics. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four twenty-one on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And normally, when Scott Arisman's on, Local blogger and City Hall watcher Scott Arisman. I play CCR because he likes CCR. He likes Tom Waits, but I won't play Tom Waits on this show. So I'm compromising on playing Rich Show. I like Rich Show. I know you do. I didn't go to the show. 
I, I know you like Rich Show, and uh, and he's local like you. So, And I like Rich Show, and I've been playing it on the show for about a month. So there you go. I used to go to every Violet show. And so, you know, you get to a point. Yeah. I've heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> the new record is awesome. That was the future. This is the past. Yeah. Just to throw that plug in there for Rich. I'm shameless in my plugging for yeah. Rich. It's just, it's awful. You know, you know funny, I was going to mention this to you quickly. You, uh, you, you have your your friends that you have on. Mm-hmm. You know, the Boone Man and I have known each other for over twenty years. We used to work together. You're kidding me. Can you? He's just... never mentioned that to you. I don't think so. He worked in a different division at this company, but oh, yeah, okay. I've known him for over twenty years. Oh, I've known him since we were five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So. No, that's cool. It, it's well, a there was a while. There was a while there where um, I didn't see him for a while. You know, after we both quit that place mm-hmm. and whatever else, but. You know, uh, he was full of it back then, and he's still kind of he, he's still kind of there. Yeah, that's true. If they're on this show, they got to yeah. be full of it. Um, you actually know a lot of people that end up on this show. Yes, yes. Hudson and I have known each other quite a long time, and um, I I know who Custer Lady is. What do you call her? The the Buffalo Maiden. Yeah, because she used to live here, right? When yeah. she owned Wild Sage. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So eventually, I had friends worked for her and who did? I had friends that worked. Oh for yeah, her. absolutely. Yeah. You're in the restaurant industry, yes, on yes, and off. Yes. Yeah. And that when you're in the restaurant industry, yeah. you end up meeting you know, a lot. You of know people. all those people. Yeah. yeah. That and hanging out at city council meetings, yeah. which is why we have you here. Um, first of all, <laughs> uh, Scott Erisman, uh, yeah. who writes the South Dakota blog, SouthDakota.com, like the pop cola. Um, you were at the meeting Monday night because the meeting was on Monday, not Tuesday this week. Which is funny because none of them went to pier anyway. <laughs> did you know that? None of them? I, I knew guess some they of all them did sick go. or something. I yeah, don't know. Well, plans. maybe some of them did. I don't know. But the one, a lot of people that were supposed to go never went anyway. Yeah. So they could have had the meeting on Tuesday. Well, whatever. It's pier. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when faced with the actual, yeah, yeah, I'll go. No, I'm in. Yeah, no, I'll be there. And yeah, then, yeah, my life's not boring enough to oh, win. Yeah, I'll that. go up here with you. Kids got the flu. Yeah. Um, but on Monday night, things got kind of ugly. So uh, you were there. Yeah. And you've written about this on your blog. Yeah. So this is no big secret. In fact, uh, uh, Sierra, right? Yeah. Uh, so Sierra is one of the regular commenters. She talks about human trafficking yep. and homelessness. And <laughs> yeah, she actually had a she had a uh, person who was on the FBI wanted list cornered oh about a month ago and called the police. And I guess the guy's got some kind of disability, and they still couldn't catch him. They got him now, I guess. Oh, but, he got away. But yeah, that's the kind of stuff she does with her. She chases pimps down and drug dealers, and she's. Yeah, we won't go into that. But no, yeah. we don't need to talk too much. Yeah. But she's there frequently, and apparently mm-hmm. things got kind of ugly. That she had to be taken out. Well, she told me she leaned into me, and they made David stand there, and and she leaned into David Zakaitis. Yep, and she leaned, and he had a PowerPoint presentation yep. Yep. ready. The mayor knew that, and Sierra's sitting behind me, and she leans into me. And she says, "I'm going to say something." So I figured she's going to stand up and say something. That I never expected her to call him and stupid sob, you know. Right. Twice. That was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. And um, the only thing she apologized. I don't know if people know that, but I she, saw that she, on your blog. Yeah, she called the mayor and apologized. Oh, and, good. And, yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's actually. Sometimes you lose your temper and you do stupid things. Well, yeah. And yeah, I don't agree with what she did either. Um, but as I've mentioned to people, I know prominent businessmen in this town. I know former city councilors, current city councilors uh, who've called the mayor lots of names, you know, yeah. not publicly, but sure, colorful stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> this isn't, this is a yeah. public input. Right. It's, it's public input. It's yeah. on. Now the video has been posted. It, it has because. The word, the you know, B-I-T-C-H or whatever, you can say that, I guess, you know, on yeah. television. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, that's not that bad. You know, the C, S, and F word. Or that, the, yeah, the right, right, right. Word, but yeah. they would they would do something about that if it was posted. I actually was glad they didn't. I mean, that's, I, I don't like when they, even it's if somebody. Yeah. Right. I, just play it as it happened. I yeah. mean, if it was live and it played, play it. Yeah. You know, short of somebody, I mean. I don't know. To me, I, I, it's got to be pretty extraordinary. Well, we've caught them editing something before. A few years yep. ago, the mayor got up and 
chewed out Kenny in the middle of the meeting and they edited they that, that out. out. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> That's a long story. Anyway, so she but, got she got upset. She called yeah. mayor some names and they actually escorted her out, right? Well, she was good. She knew she, she was, was leaving. So she uh, was leaving. She anyway. was under her own power. The security guard did go out and talk to her. Okay. And, uh, we don't know if she's going to be banned or not. She does. I talked to her this week and, you know, the only thing I told her is it may hurt. It may everybody hurt else. everybody else for one bad apple. And the mayor's been waiting for this for a long time to have a reason, the public input. And there's been a lot of discussion about public input. And I'm just going to say this. Number one, the mayor has the power. You know this, Pat. Mm-hmm. He has the power. When anybody's standing up there, if they're being unruly, he can grab the gavel and say mm-hmm. you're done. That's the policy. It's a policy that works. When someone's doing something like she did, mm-hmm. you take care of the situation, you move on. You don't blame the whole other crowd. Mm-hmm. The other thing that people talk about is that that I come every week or Bruce comes every week. I have that right. Yeah. It's my government. Yeah. It's, it's it's on my time and my money. I can come and talk about whatever I want to. This whole attitude that we're inconveniencing the mayor right. and the city council is baloney. I will say this. Uh, uh, Rick Noby, former host mm-hmm. in, this, in this slot and mm-hmm. guest on this program, has said he thinks it should be at the end because there are a lot of other people who come to do business. I think that's a legitimate argument to say, put it at the end. They're making I, money from their business. I think... You know the agenda. Show up. What you? I mean, it you know is what I'm inconvenient saying? for the public to show up on our own time right. for the government. I we, we pay their wages. I just saying it's a legitimate yeah. argument. I just I think it should stay like it is. And you just yeah, take, I've said that before. You take. I'm the, okay with if they really want to make a change. There's one change that I would be okay with. Three minutes instead of five. I think you can true. get your stuff off in three minutes. Yeah. Be prepared. That's what I tell people. Most Don't people go up there ramble. and ramble. Yep. You know. But another comparison is um, the county commission doesn't have a time limit. Mm. And I've seen people talk up to 20 minutes. And that's bad. And, and Cindy. I've said, seen that too. And, and people said, why doesn't this stuff happen in the county commission? I said, because Cindy runs those meetings very good. Mm-hmm. And she's super respectful to the people coming up there. And there's been times where I've seen people come up and say some pretty nasty things. And Cindy's very, very respectful of that. So it's, you know, and the mayor came and talked at county commission meeting. Uh, He wanted for 11 minutes. He spoke 11 minutes to get drainage for his private lake, for his private lake home. Oh, really? He wanted a government handout. That's interesting. Well, we're going to come right back and talk more with Scott Arisman, local blogger and city hall watcher. After the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, this is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 437 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Rich Show, Who Do You Love? Great song, great song, Who Do You Love? Uh, Off the... That was the future. This is the past record available now in, on vinyl. But that's not why we're here. Scott Arisman's here. He's a local blogger and city hall watcher. And uh, we were talking about public input. It really has gotten to be a major point of contention. And, and as I've told people, this has been part of it is the person who's running the meeting. This whole cutting off public input before people get a chance to get up there um he's told people we the mayor has told people we need to get in line there's a lot of people who are disabled or Mm -hmm. you know they just can't get up there very fast or they're older they can't Mm -hmm. walk as fast i mean it's always this we have to be ready for them and as i said to you on previously a little bit ago it's our government it's not mike's government he works for us Mm -hmm. if he has to wait for me to walk up there or anybody else tough Mm-hmm. He's getting paid to be there. He chose to serve. Mm-hmm. He got elected. You're there to do a job. As I told uh, Munson, when he tried to pull some stuff on public input, I said, you know, I want to know what? If you don't like the way this is, and if you don't like what I'm saying here, there's the door. You can resign. I, I, and I mean that. Mm-hmm. I get tired of this whole thing, this attitude. And it's not just the city council or mayor. You see it in other forms of government mm-hmm. that you know, bow down that for some reason we're there for them. 
We're not there for them. This is our only opportunity. Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock, five minutes, is the only opportunity for people of this city to come and address their city council and tell them about the problems they have. And it's intimidating the way it is. We don't need someone up there saying, five minutes, cut you off, hurry but up you're and okay get up with, there, you stand said in earlier, line. Yeah, you yeah. said earlier, cut it back to three. That's fine. How I long mean, does it, it never last more than, I mean, sometimes it's gotten long if there's something going sometimes on. Sometimes it'll go an hour. But that, you'll have proclamations at the beginning and yep. stuff, and that'll run about 10 minutes, and then, yep. you know, probably 40, 50 minutes Quit sometimes. doing the proclamations. Yeah. Well, yeah, quit doing that. There's <laughs> a lot of things you can quit doing. You can quit uh, making stupid speeches at the end of the meetings. He does that all the time. He does speeches in between um, about stuff. And, oh, bravo, you guys did a good job. I mean, stop your stupid speeches, Mayor, and you'd have plenty of time to get out of there. And, and that's and the, the other thing. There is no time limit on a council meeting. It irritates the hell out of me. They get a salary. Mm -hmm. The council gets a salary. The this mayor council gets a salary. doesn't make much, but yeah, they make but you decent get a money. salary. Yeah. A salary means you're not working by the hour. There is no time limit on that meeting. In charter, it says you can take a recess if mm -hmm. something is going long, or if something's going on. If everyone has to take a pee, you can recess. Number two, you can defer the meeting to the next day if it's going long. Mm -hmm. There is nothing in that charter, and I've said this to the mayor, there's there's no time limit. Why are you in such a hurry to pow, 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 and have this meeting go so fast? There's no reason. There's no reason. They'll sit and debate for 45 minutes about a church sign. I know. Well, they And they, they cry about public input. I tend to agree with you that public input is important. I don't think they should get rid of it. I don't think they should put it at the end of the meeting. And are there people that because are, it would be worse at right. the end of the meeting. And there's people that are abusing it, sure. And I told you what the, the gavel situation them. gavel them. Yeah, make it three minutes and gavel them. Gavel Put them. Say, and here's the you're, other thing: you're is, not being pertinent. Sorry, Shh, out oh, the door. Often the other thing is people don't realize that mm -hmm. they've gone over time because when you're talking in that situation, mm -hmm. you you lose complete track of time. And I don't know if there's a better way to tell people you're done. You know, three minutes, bump out. A, a, former, a former city employee said to me this yesterday. You know why Mr. Heather doesn't like public input? Because all the decisions have been made before the meeting even well, started. Well, I know. And, he, and that's why he wants to pow, pow, pow through and doesn't. Public input to him. I mean, he, he approved the administration building on his own. He don't need public input. He don't need a city council. Um, speaking of the mayor's race. Uh, uh, <laughs> that changes by the day. Yeah. I I changed my two my two people in the runoff. So today. there's now seven because Nick Wyland yeah. decided to run for council, which yeah. is a smart move. And I don't him. know if Mike's going to go to the end either. I heard that he's got family problems. Mike Gunn. Well, problem. I shouldn't say yeah. that. I shouldn't say that. There's some things going on in his life that he might not. Well, it's yeah. He, ballot, uh, with all due respect to Mike Gunn, he's yeah. not really a serious contender no, either. No. Um, so, you know, really there's four serious contenders. Oh, you I can think put David Zakaitis is going to come in high. I actually believe there's I think a David's a sweet person. I actually believe that David maybe get more votes than Kenny. Oh, that could be possible. Mm -hmm. He's been campaigning like crazy. I know. People actually know who he is. He's a sweet man. Yeah. He's a smart guy. He's very soft-spoken. He, you know, but he looks like a hippie. So you lose some votes for looking like a hippie. That's just the way it is. He might get more than Kenny Anderson. Yeah. My my thoughts now are I think it's going to be Jolene and Greg in the runoff. And the reason I say that is because Jim and Paul are setting themselves up to be the Pat Costellos of the race. It's and a you remember concern. that election. Vernon Brown came in third. Yep. He didn't spend he didn't spend much money at all. He was well-known because he's he was well a TV known. guy. That's right. And, and he'd been on the council. And and so was Pat Costello was well-known. So, But there was in that race Bill Peterson, mm -hmm. Pat Costello. Mm -hmm. uh, there's one other person who was mm -hmm. kind of a, a white Republican businessman. <laughs> but you have some of that same thing going here where you've got Inman right. and Haken yeah. and Greg Jamison yeah. who are all white Republican businessmen. Yeah. And as much as Greg, my old classmate Greg Jamison from mm -hmm. high school, has tried to be one of the DOK, a disciple of Kermit. Mm -hmm. He's not a disciple of Kermit. No, I don't not think at he all. gets. No, I, don't I don't think, think he, he gets that. that. He's been trying to. He probably wants their support, but yeah, I yeah, there's say an opportunity there for him. Yeah, but I don't think he can pull that off. 
But I still think that people who probably can support Kermit were, were more likely to vote for Greg than they would for Paul. Or Just Jim. because he ran against Mike Uther. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I don't know that. Yeah. They, um, or will they vote for Jolene? I don't know. Maybe not. No, I don't know. I just, but it's so up in the air. You think I Jolene can, Letcher, former television yeah, person in her own right, are gonna be in the runoff. will be in the runoff. Mm, that's my prediction today. Hmm. It'll probably change. It changed tomorrow. I have been going back and forth between this notion of whether or not both Eneman and Tenhaken can get in the runoff. Mm-hmm. Because one day I think that's not really possible given the electorate. It could be. And then the next day, I think, well, they both are very well financed, very well organized, very well connected, Nobody's very well known. Nobody's paying attention. Well, it's going to start now, and they're but the ones and, with and, the money. And, and the one thing is that a lot of people are getting sick of the money thing. Yeah, but people, you know who, you know who, people say that who weren't going to vote for those guys anyway. <laughs> you know what true. I'm saying? <laughs> that's true. We got to take a short break. We're going to come yeah. right back and finish our conversation with Scott Erisman, local blogger and city hall watcher. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Uh, 449 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. It's Trudy, Rich Show, the second. Oh, man, love it. Love Trudy. Oh, that is an old song that's been repurposed. Do you, you remember know, that? Yeah. You know, I just listened to that PSA. I read a story today, Pat. Oh, thanks. I read a story today, Pat, that, that said that the oil that McDonald's uses for their French fries is good for growing hair follicles. Thanks. So you, you need to eat more McDonald's French fries. Thanks, Scott. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. These things are not being run by me. I am not approving... These little uh, intros. Go look up the story. It's an interesting oh, story. Oh, God. Anyway, my own my own people. Et tu, Dan, et tu? T'was not I okay. who put that together. All right. We're going to have to go talk to some people after this. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, city politics. Uh, first of all, real quickly, yeah. which council race to you is actually interesting and the most interesting? Well, none of them have really been saying much, but I'd have to say that the most interesting people are running in the central, mm-hmm. but the most interesting race is probably the at-large B. Which is which or, one? A, I'm sorry, A, which is with the three candidates. Yeah, Claire, which is... Clara, Hart, yep. Janet Brecky, and John Paulson. Yep, that is an interesting race. Mm-hmm. You don't know how that's going to shake out. The The central, though, as you say, is the most, because you've got... Real interesting people. Sexy Tom Hurlburt. Yeah. Uh, from uh, who's who's a architect. And I think he's doing it as publicity stuff. I uh, well, we'll, that's not fair. Tom's a smart guy, and um, who is also on the jeez, uh, 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 the radio. Uh, yeah, rock, rock, rock garden, garden tour. Rock Gosh, garden. Yeah. Man, I can't believe I can't, couldn't pull that yeah. out. And then you got and Zach DeBoer. Zach DeBoer. at large. Yep. Who's Thor Barden? Thor Barden. And um, fraud investigator. Yeah. That's interesting guy. And uh, there's one more. Who am I leaving out? Kurt, Kurt soul, but yep. that's okay. Former yeah. firefighter and yeah. insurance salesman. Right. Uh, Dean Karski. Oh, Rex and there's, <laughs> and there's, uh, there's <laughs> also, I had somebody else tell me they're running for that seat. So we'll see. Oh yeah. I heard that there was going to be, there might be another one there too, but they're, they don't know if they're going to, what yeah, they're going to do. I don't know. We won't even say anything about that, but that's the central district actually is pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. So good times ahead on that. Yeah, I don't know how that one's going to go. Uh, I also saw on your blog today, SouthDakota.com, mm-hmm. Scott Harrisman, um, the top 10 wins by the mayor was yeah. released today. Yeah, which is He does this every year. Parking ramp is number one. <laughs> the uh, hotel, the PPP, the Public-Private Partnership for uh, between Legacy and the city to build a parking ramp and hotel. Wow. Why does that, sub- you know, if, People haven't been necessarily following every detail. Because everybody mostly that I have ever talked to, and you careful. can talk to anybody on the street, I'm going to be careful, thinks that was completely stupid to go into partnership with Legacy. Because We're Le- not going to bring in the hotel group. We're not going to bring in any of that other stuff. Legacy Development was involved with the Copper Lounge thing. They're being federally investigated. Aaron Holgren is a partner of Legacy. Yes, he still yes. Is. So I think that the person that the investigation is focused yeah. on Holgren Construction, right. but Aaron Holgren, who was the head of yeah. that 
LLC that's been dissolved is a partner in Legacy. And they drug asbestos. I just want to say that correctly. And they drug asbestos through town. There is there and didn't pay their fines. Right. People are upset about that. People are very angry. A person died. Okay. And 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 and, 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 I mean, this wasn't like a wall fell over and right and a kid sprained his ankle. Okay. This was serious crap. Mm -hmm. I mean, two people almost. And we still don't really know. That's we don't know. We, we don't know, know what the investigation is really about. I mean, right. we think it's about well, asbestos, death, but we I'm don't sure. really know. No, we don't know. Death, and we'll see what happens with it. But in the meantime, we're in business with Legacy. <sighs> and that's and the public is not happy about it. I know. And they're not buying the excuses either. Where everyone keeps on, well, Aaron's not involved. No, he well, is. He, he still is involved. And, and see, the thing is, is that I think, and we have to do this quickly, yeah. that the dissolution of those LLCs that were involved, sure, you can do all that. Everything is, that part is probably all legal, but people are still upset about it. And that's the important thing. Right. The, we always call it the optics, but it looks terrible. <laughs> it does look bad. And then, of course, um, the other thing with the top quickly is, you know, the, number four on the top 10 list was our financial state. We don't have the end of the year financial report. We don't know when we're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Tracy Turbeck says maybe the end of March. Mm-hmm. Um, it would the thing that frustrates me about this that we talked about on break is the council, the people running for council and the people running for mayor. It would really help their campaigns to talk about how they're going to budget, how they're going to run budgets. If they have the end of the year financial report, mm-hmm. they can say it kind of looks like we're moving into mm-hmm. a, a slow time and we're going to have to adjust the way we do. They don't have it. Are yeah. they going to have it before the election? Are they? Yeah. Well, we hope so. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott Erisman. He is the uh, man behind the South Dakota blog, local blogger, and City Hall Watcher. Uh, thanks for being here, Scott. Yeah, we'll no have problem. you back again real soon. Yep. We're going to finish up here in a minute on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. <laughs> 458 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Don't forget, folks, coming up. My friends, the Parrot Heads of the Prairie, this Saturday night, Make a Difference 2018. 6.30 p.m. to midnight at the downtown Hilton Garden and a beach party featuring music from tropical rock band Rick Lamb and the Finn Addicts. It's a benefit for Horsepower, the Compass Center, and Sue Wheelers. There will be silent auction items and raffle items. Uh, those are good people, them Parrot Heads. Tickets are 30 bucks. ParrotHeadsoftheprairie.com. Coming up tomorrow, who's on the show tomorrow? Let me check. Bob Sutton of the South Dakota Board of Regents, the Smart Cyclist will be here, and Carol Nesbitt of Sioux Falls Catholic School System, previewing a big upcoming fundraiser they got. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. See you all tomorrow.